What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. What is happening, Dr. Kyle Bierman, author of They Devoted Themselves, (laughs) what the 21st century church can learn from the first century church or something like that. How are you doing, yeah, man? I'm I'm good, man. I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good week. And and more importantly than that, um my family and I are going on vacation at the last Ooh. part of this week. So are not not sure? a long one, just a couple but of nights. Said but, that before. Yes, we have. We've had uh we we've had multiple uh vacations and even just like kind of short overnight trips that have been canceled. But this one I feel confident it's gonna happen because we are not leaving the state of New Mexico. And we are all going together as a family. So, see, what's going to be really funny is when, uh, like today, there's going to be like a last minute announcement from the governor, and she says you cannot leave your front porch. And then Kyle (laughs) will just go out there and just be like, "No." (laughs) If if that's it, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to dig a hole and and go crawl in it. (laughs) So, so hopefully, you might find a cabin under there. You never know. That's hey, that's true. So, but yeah, so as this goes live on Friday, our family should be um, at Carlsbad Caverns, now, which is fun. I haven't been there in about 20 years. My, my kids have never been there. So um, it's well, going to be. It's like caverns ever since. Do what? How much it's no, still like caverns. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. I mean, the last time I was there, I was in high school. So that was, yeah. a, that was a, a few years ago. So, but yeah, things are going well. How about you guys? I'm going to be pretty good. I, we're doing good, but I, I just had a. I kind of joke pop into my head is they might uh, confuse you with a uh, stalagmite. Like as you walk through and your bald, shiny head comes through, they might think you're a stalagmite. I, I see. I see. So do you, do you know the difference in a, do you know the difference yes, in a stalagmite, a stalagmite and a stalactite? Comes from the bottom because it might reach the top. Oh. And a stalactite is coming from the top because it is holding on tight. Yes, I that's think. right. Very good. Very good. See, I remember something. You know, <laughs> see. See, I'm not completely stupid. I might think that white sands is a result of the nuclear bomb, uh, but uh, that, that for some not, reason, that I is not at all accurate. <laughs> uh, but I can at least remember that. Uh, another thing from my childhood that I remember is uh, quicksand uh, was a lot more of a risk uh, than than it ended up being. Like I, I don't know about you, but for forever throughout elementary school, it seems like. There was always like, what do you do if you get into quicksand? And I was, I've never <laughs> seen quicksand in my life, but it seemed yeah. to be much more of a problem uh, for them than, yeah. than it was once I got here. So Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, yeah. So I do know that. <laughs> All right. The other thing I know is that it is a long, a long walk down. And when we went, the elevators weren't working. So it was also a long, oh. long walk up. Yeah, man, that's that is rough. Um, yeah, my I've been trying to prepare my kids for for how long it's going to be. Um, and you know what? Some exercise will be good for these homeschool children to to get out into the world and, and walk yeah, a little bit. I, so, well, we're not talking about caverns today. We're are not. We? We're no. talking about people we would like to lock into the cavern. <laughs> <laughs> no, today 
we we talked about this last week. Uh, you know, as we were, you know, I, you know, talking about some of the unwritten rules in church ministry. There's going to be some that, if you move a classroom or whatever, that are going to be upset. Uh, but when it comes to ministry, we have people that would probably uh, love us no matter really what we do. We're going to have people that hate us no matter what we do, and then everything in between. And so we have to lead and ultimately love all of them uh, because Jesus says so. And uh, so I wrote an article about loving your Thomas and your Judas a while back, uh, really kind of honing in on that part, because we, we know that it's easy to love those that love us. You know, if I see a call that is coming from Dr. Queen, uh, the chair of fire, as it's listed in my phone, uh, I know that I'm going to answer that call no matter what. I could be in the middle of a date night and I will probably take that call. Maybe not. He'd get on to me if I said that. Uh, but I'm going to take that call because it's always encouraging and I will just about drop anything to, to take the call from a Dr. Queen. And we all have people like that in our life. Dr. Kyle Bierman is not one of those people. If I see him <laughs> pop up, I usually ignore or send to voicemail. Uh, but we have those that we love and they're easy. Uh, to love, right, Kyle? You, I yes, think, have right. at least one of those in your church. Yes. I hope. Y- yes, yes, I do. You know, one of those people that when they when they call, it's it's like, oh man, you know, this is this is gonna be a good conversation. And then, yeah, you know, you have some of those that when they call, um, it's it, even even some that's not, um, you know, it's not, oh man, what are they com- going to complain about? But just, um, I, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with this. With this phone call at this moment. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, those, you those have You, you kind of see it pop up and maybe your heart skips a beat. Just <laughs> not, not like I said, maybe just because you know you're going to get completely. Well, busted. and yeah, and, and oftentimes it's, do I have the next 45 minutes <laughs> to, to handle this phone call right now? Um, and if not, you know, that's where, okay, you know, I'll just let it, I will let it go to voicemail and then I will get back in touch with them. Um, because I just don't have the, either, either, like I said, the emotional, uh, bandwidth or quite frankly, the time <laughs> to, to, to take that and know, knowing what it's going to be. Yeah. Because Kyle is big time. He's got multi booked <laughs> out and, and uh, big wig with Nam. You know, Some, something like time. that. No. Yeah. But, no. but we can learn a little bit about how to deal with particularly these difficult folks. We don't have any problem, most likely. Uh, taking those calls and enjoying being around those that really love us and want to encourage us, of course. Uh, but we know that when Jesus walked the earth, that he lived and he served the multitude. Uh, you know, people that were probably fun to be around, people that weren't so fun. He healed, he taught, he loved more. We can learn uh, from that. We need to be available and caring and serving the many, you know, whoever it is that God ultimately brings our way. But we also know that Jesus had a few followers uh, that he called his disciples that were really a motley crew of guys that were really with him and with him a lot, learning from him, serving with him. And among them, there were three that were even closer, Peter, James, and John, a wonderful band name uh, that could have you know been the other option for Hanson and Mbop, I guess. <laughs> but we also know that he had two others in his little bunch of followers, Thomas and Judas. So Jesus is perfect. Yes, we, we both agree. Neither one yes, of us are truly perfect. We know that Jesus was 100% perfect. Uh, but if we were in Jesus's sandals, 
we know it would be easier to want to be around Peter, James, and John. What we know about from Scripture, though, is Thomas and Judas ultimately would give us a little bit of a headache. Thomas had offered to die with Jesus, but later, after his death, he earned the title Doubting Thomas for a reason, because he doubted Jesus' resurrection. Then there was Judas, who in Matthew 26, 15, betrays Jesus for just 30 pieces of silver. Now, in ministry, whether in a big church, established church, rural church, church plant, whatever, every church that's made up of people, we're going to have our Peter, our James, our John, we're going to have our Thomas, we're going to have our Judas. I've said all I'm going to say. Kyle, how do we lead those that maybe are our doubter or our betrayer? How, how do we lead those? Let's just take them one by one. How, how do you deal with maybe those that are uh, you know, on the fence? Maybe they, they don't really know if you're going to be there a long time. They're not really sure if they're buying into your vision. They're just kind of your doubter. They're yeah. waiting to maybe see what you're about. Yeah, I think the, the way, the best way to do that is just with consistency over time, right? So, uh, you know, every, everyone who's like that in, in a church is like that for a reason. As we talk about church revitalization, church replanting, you're going to have people who feel burned by previous leadership. And, and so they are probably a little slow to trust, right? When, when you say something, they're, they're going to um, may, maybe not even trust, but verify. Like they're going to be, you know, verify and, and then maybe I'll trust. So it's, it's, it's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. It's going to take love and a whole lot of patience. Um, as you, you know, basically as, as you work to prove their um, perception wrong, right? Um, and, and, and let's not forget, right? So, I mean, you mentioned Peter, James, and John. Um, even among those three, I mean, you, you had those three guys who were kind of disappointments at, at some point along the way too. You know, James and John start fighting about who's going to be at Jesus's right hand and, and Peter like Thomas says, Oh no, I'm going to go, I'll, I'll, I'll die for you. You know, I'll never deny you. And then, Oh, there he goes. So I just think that's a, that's a reminder that even among um, those that we would not expect to disappoint us at times they will. And, and, and the same goes for us, right? I mean, there will be times that we disappoint people because we're human. And so, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yes, for for absolute cheer. And and of course, this might be a little exacerbated (laughs) exacerbated, Exacerbated. (laughs) uh, during this COVID-19 season. You know, we've talked about this before. You know, you have the mask wearers and the mask haters or those that think it's a hoax, those that aren't getting out of their bed until this is all over. Uh, and, And we have to remember that we're not Jesus. So whatever decision that we're going to make is probably still not going to be perfect. It's going to be the best we know to do uh, by God's wisdom, by what we know from God's word, all of that kind of stuff. But there are going to be some Thomases, our our doubters and those that maybe don't think that this is the way they would do it. Or, you know, oh, look at this other pastor. He's he's wide open. We should do what he's doing. Or another one on this fence is going to be, well, look at them. They're still closed. They really care about their people. You know, it's going to be all over. And so this is what we can learn a little bit from what we wrote about in Replanting Rural uh, Churches, hashtag plug, um, is we want to play the long game. Uh, It's not just outliving the the doubters. Um, Maybe that has to do with the critics, the next one. Uh, But it's, it's also 
staying and playing the long game and being consistent and being faithful over time where they know that the decisions that you make, they might not fully understand or agree, but over time, they're going to see why you did what you did the way that you did it and how it was ultimately the best that we knew to do in that moment. And, uh, and so over time, you might win some of these Thomases uh, into your corner. And yes, all of them are going to be boneheads at different times, just like you and I are boneheads at different time and are going to make mistakes. But then we come to those that when the name shows up on the caller ID or the name shows up on the email uh, receipt, you know, or, or the one that it's from on the email, your heart kind of skips a beat. You're like, what have I done? What's going to happen now? You know, like Kyle mentioned, this might be a long call, or this is just going to be somebody that's going to give me a tongue lashing for the next 30 minutes. Uh, and so you kind of say to yourself, here we go again. Or maybe if you're not uh, really in the spirit in the moment, you just let them leave a message because ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, but for whatever reason, these persons, these people fight you at every turn or worse. When you turn your back and least expect it, they stab you in the back. And again, it bears repeating, you're not Jesus, but these are your Judases, your backstabbers, your betrayers, uh, those that maybe it's hard to trust. Um, how, how do you lead them? How do you love them, Kyle? I don't know. When, 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 when I figure that out, I'll write the book on it and I'll tell you. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So make the again, coffee it's, as yeah, black as right. night that's in a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think in a lot of ways it's the same, right? It's patience. It's love. It's, it's realizing the same, same thing as, as the Thomas. They are that way for a reason, right? It, it, and, and it could be because they've been severely wounded in the past. Um, it could be because quite, quite frankly, they are not very spiritually mature. They, they don't have the spiritual maturity for whatever position they may have. Um, you know, when you put spiritual children in leadership positions, that tends to cut, to create issues. Um, yeah, you know, you know just as, uh, I mean, Jesus told us, right. Uh, love your enemies. And while we know we have one overarching enemy, we, we can definitely have people that, that are foes, that are opposed to us. And so in that case, uh, yeah, you love them um, and, and go beyond um, in showing your love for them and, and making sure, you know, in, in uh, uh, Romans uh, 12, I believe it's 12, 8, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone, right? So if there is a there's a fracture in that relationship. You do everything possible to make sure that, that it's not because of something that you did on your end. Um, and, and let's be honest. I mean, there are times that there are some people whom you will never please, right? That, and that's quite frankly, that comes with the territory of being in leadership. Um, and if you can't, if you can't handle that ministry or any other leadership position is going to be very difficult for you. So accept that that's, that that's a reality, but, but do everything you can to show love, and, and as far as it depends on you to live at peace with, with those around you. And, and you touched on something uh, that I think is helpful is really trying to put yourself in, in their shoes, try and see it from their perspective. At times, uh, especially in church revitalization, this might be an older member. Uh, maybe you're not doing the music that they enjoy. Their kids aren't there anymore. 
they're, they're kind of holding on to every little bit of normalcy as they possibly can. You know, their health is starting to deteriorate. They're hurting. You know, maybe they're not sleeping well. When we get up in the morning, we're, we're now at the age where we might have just a slight crick in the back, depending upon how we sleep. But these are guys that wake up just about every day and a lot of things hurt. And, and at times, hurting people hurt people. And, uh, and so we have to remember maybe why, what is maybe the, the source or the core problem that they're having. And it might be losing everything. And, uh, and so they're just naturally unhappy people because of that. Of course, there could be those, as you said, that were spiritually immature. And of course, there's the option that maybe they're not even among us anyway as followers of, of Christ. Uh, but part of that, I think, is a good reminder for us to remember that everybody that disagrees with us is not the enemy. Uh, and, and everybody that necessarily just agrees with us 110%, no matter what, is not necessarily on, on the, on the team in a good way. You know, they, they just, it doesn't matter. You know, they, they're just going to be all in no matter what. That's great. We, we love it, but we have to remember to be very cautious about somebody that disagrees to add them to this list of our enemy, our foe, because as that number may increase, you know, anybody that disagrees with me, if they just become a foe, then suddenly I feel like maybe I'm outnumbered. Uh, and that's going to be harder to, as we say, you know, preach, pray, love, and stay. It's going to be harder to stay when you feel like, well, all these people, I mean, they keep disagreeing with me. So yeah. They must be my enemy. That's, that's not the way it, it is. Right. And it's not really, we're not just talking about people that disagree uh, with us, uh, but these are people that are also backstabbing. And so, yes, it is easy to love our Peters, our James, our Johns, all of those. It's not easy. It doesn't come natural, maybe, to love, genuinely love, unconditional love for our Thomases and our Judases. Uh, but as we're trying to live like Christ, as, as a pastor, as we're trying to point them to Christ, we know that he has called us to love all of them, even our enemies, even those that doubt us, uh, even those that are going to stab us in the back the moment they can. And, uh, and so there are two texts that have helped me. Uh, at least walk through this that I shared in the blog. And Kyle, I'm sure you may could add others. You've already shared one. Uh, but for the Thomases among us, uh, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 14, we exhort you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak. But here's the key, be patient with everyone. Uh, and then for the Judases, we have Luke 6, 27 and 28. But I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. We're not talking about just pray, you know, that the walls cave in on them. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we can pray. And I think sometimes that, that has helped me more is when I'm praying for them, God ultimately is working on my heart. And, and I maybe see them in, in a different light. And I'm certainly grateful for those. And uh, so, Kyle, what, what would you add to that? Yeah. So a while ago, I mentioned Romans 12. I think I said eight. It was actually 18. But really, that, that whole passage. So backing up to um, really verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. So let's, let's be honest, right? When, when we have critics um, and people who, feel, who we feel like are stabbing us in the back, oftentimes that's an attack on our pride more than anything else. Uh, you know, we maybe get into the, the, how dare you say that about me? Right. So 
Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, verse 18, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And here's a big one too, verse 19. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. So that's the other thing, right? When you feel like someone's stabbing you in the back, you do not have to get back at them. In fact, I, th- I think from what we see here, you don't have the right to get back at them. Uh, so, you know, live in harmony with one another. As far as it depends on you, seek to live at peace with one another. Be humble, not proud. And I think part of that humility is even in the most unfair of criticisms, searching for whatever nugget of truth may be there. Because there's usually something, right? Even if it's done in the wrong way, even if, if you know, 90% of the, you know, allegations or whatever is, are completely false. Um, there is usually still at least some nugget of truth in there that, that you can pull out of that. That would be at the root of, um, at the root of issues. And then finally, um, as a mentor of mine often told me, uh, many times the problem is not the problem. So the thing that on the surface they're angry about is not the real issue. There's something far deeper going on. Um, and that's where relationships will bring that part out. Um, but understand, you know, that even the harshest critic, if they are a follower of Christ, they are on a journey of sanctification as well. And they're not there yet. Neither are you. So, uh, you know, extend grace liberally. Um, and, uh, and yeah, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You, you as, as pastor, as spiritual leader, do all you can to make things right. And, uh, and to live at peace with one another. So what Kyle says is if somebody is stabbing you in the back, just tell them that God's vengeance is coming for you. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> and then walk not, not quite what I said, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, listeners, we're grateful you tuned in. Our, our final encouragement is just to love your people. The easy to love, the hard to love, love them all, love the people in your corner, love those that are on the fence, love those that want to see you fail, love them all. And why? Because God first loved you. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, true story, he loves them as well. And uh, so we want to model Christ for them. Uh, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, right? We want to point them to him. And one of the ways we're going to do that is to love, uh, even when they're not loving uh, to us. And, uh, and perhaps that is when, and one of the times we are most like Christ. And, uh, so aim to love your people, period, full stop. And Kyle, send this out and uh, also remind them where they can find your, your new book that I, I think I got the title, right. They devoted you, you themselves. Did. Yes, they did. The 21st century church can learn from the first century, right? Yeah. I think that, I think that's yeah. correct. Yeah. So uh, I was just 19th century church though. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can find they devoted themselves on Amazon, uh, and you search they devoted themselves. I think it's the only it's the only thing by that title, uh, and uh, pray that it's a blessing to you and your church and 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 those that you know. Um, as we're recording this on on Wednesday morning, we're certainly in prayer for our friends on the Gulf Coast who are bracing for hurricanes, and so hopefully by by the time this airs on Friday morning, um, all is well, and that's that's certainly our prayer. Uh, So y'all stay safe down there. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. 
Toodles. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?